Privilege is all around you. It shows up in your clothes, where you live, the places you frequent, your network capital, and even how you spend your money. It's useless until you recognize it. So it's time to stop feeling guilty and figure out how to use your privilege to make an impact. Welcome to Guilty Privilege. Welcome back to an episode of Guilty Privilege. My name is Amber Cabral, and today I have the privilege of talking to Ife E.K. She is an artist, author, and an activist. And today on our conversation, we're going to cover what equity actually means. And one of the things that we've done in this podcast is try to bring you conversations around equity, but this is going to get to the root of how this work really shows up. So lean into the conversation. I'm looking forward to y'all's feedback. Hey, friend. Hey. I am so happy to be sharing a couch with you. Same with you. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Listen, what are you congratulating me for? I haven't even done anything yet. Whatever. Have we started? <laughs> I should be congratulating you, but we'll get into that in just a moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. We congratulate each other. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to jump right in because you know you are the person I call when I need to talk <laughs> equity. When I need to have my privilege checked. When no, I when I, when I need call. to evaluate my perspective about something, Mm-mm. I call you and I say, "Did you see blah blah blah?" Now, what were your thoughts about it? Because what I saw was, and we have these phenomenal conversations, and I always value your perspective because mm. you do a great job of making sure to ask me and hold me accountable and also be honest in your own disruption <laughs> when we're having moments where it's like, ooh, what is the best way to approach that? Always honest about my problems. I love it. Always. I love it. It means so much to me. Mm-hmm. But because I consider you to be the person I go to about equity, mm-hmm. I would love for you to clarify one thing. You make a very pointed effort, and I appreciate this too, mm-hmm. to make sure that people understand that you do equity, you do not do DEI. Right. Can you explain the difference and why it's important that you call that out? For me, and you know this, mm-hmm. I come into equity work not from a perspective of looking at it as a workplace issue. I come into it looking at it from a legal issue and from a research issue. So for me, equity has always been described as something you measure. It's always been described as something that has a historical significance to marginalization. And, you know, having experience in human and civil rights law, it Mm -hmm. always centers the intersection of non-white communities and especially black communities that at one point in time were legally declared not to be human. Exactly. Right. We have yet still reached full humanity for blackness. Mm -hmm. So for me, equity is not achieved until that has actually been both the priority and the center of this work. So when I see um, DNI, DNI has a necessary function and is also an extension of if we're going to be honest, so many different remedies that have tried, especially when it came to labor, to mm-hmm. remedy the disenfranchisement of specifically Black people. Right. And the frustration that I have about um, DNI light um, is that <laughs> DNI um, light is um, often not centered on the failed attempts of. Um, our civil rights laws, right. the failed attempt of affirmative action, the failed attempt of individuals getting out of the way and letting those who have experienced the harm lead the work. Correct. Um, so as long as it's called DNI and it's led by people that don't center that, I don't do that work. Yes. That's why 
I make a clear distinction as to what I do versus what is out there. Exactly. Asterisk, as you know, <laughs> DNI has also evolved because of Black femme folk yes. that have been doing this work. So I'm also always advocating for those um, such as yourself and at times an extension of some of the work that I have to do yes. um, to call out that those who do DNI work through a justice and equity lens are very different than those who do DNI because they want to celebrate somebody for a month. Correct. So I, I appreciate you making the distinction because throughout this podcast, I've made a point to use the word equity because I want folks to understand the conversations we're having are about bringing equity to a something, whether that's equity right. in education or equity in information or equity in whatever, whomever the expert is that I'm speaking to. Mm -hmm. And in your case, I was like, well, is it equity of equity? <laughs> what do I say? Because I, yeah. I it, but it's, it's tricky because equity is one of those things that to your point, because we haven't achieved it and it's so messed up from the law standpoint, that's from right. how we define it, how it does, or in many cases, does not show up in the spaces that we frequent um, mm -hmm. in our black bodies and, and whatever identities, honestly, I do think that it puts us in the position of wondering who is, where does equity education begin? Like, right. Does it start at home? Is it my teachers? Where should I have started to get this? Where should I be expecting to learn about what equity is because I know that the people I talk to say they are learning it from me. And I would imagine mm. that that's what's happening a lot of time for you, mm -hmm. but where should it be? Like, what does that look like? That's a, that's a great question because I don't know. So let, let's hypothetically say it's supposed to start at home. Yeah. But the problem, and you know, I lived in West Virginia for, mm -hmm. for seven years. Right. So the thing is, can I really fall if, if we put the responsibility in a particular setting or space or even with a group of people, right. they fall short. Right. Then what does that mean for the individuals that um, a maybe saw that space as the space that gave them all the knowledge that they should have. Mm -hmm. And that could be problematic because I think right now, and this is across all communities, including our own, yep. there are folks that feel like they don't need to investigate deeper around equity because like they've experienced certain harms or oppressions. Right. They themselves have been marginalized and disenfranchised. Right. They themselves have been white and poor, right? Like I can list all the different combinations. Right. Um, so it's really important for people to understand that experiences are important, but yeah. that is not the fullness of what equity, equity is, is right. right? And also that there's many layers to how you can understand somebody else's experiences mm -hmm. that are related, but different than yours. Right. So, you know, I've, I've shared with you like what it was like to, um, you know, grow up in poor in Trenton, New Jersey, first of five kids, immigrant household, go to West Virginia, first roommate, oldest of five white girl from mm -hmm. West Virginia, Cole family. Right. And we both looked at each other and have said to each other, I don't want your port. <laughs> I want your port. Your, port, right. your version of poor. <laughs> I am not interested. I'm not interested in that type of poverty. Right. But that's also because what I learned over time is that each of our understanding of each other was not just about our poverty. It's it was not. also about our understanding about race. Yes. It was also about and culture. Culture and also preference. Yes. Like she didn't prefer to be me. Mm -hmm. Right. And on a rich or poor day, wouldn't prefer to be a black woman. Right. 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 Understandably. Right. Right. And um, hearing that from her perspective or hearing the questions from that perspective, I don't think I had the language to call it equity chats mm -hmm. the way I would call it now. But 
I was able to inform her as to like the differences of what our experiences were, not to one up her right. or to be like, I'm more yes, down more than you, I'm oppressed more or whatever. Yes. But it was really like, you know, she, um, <laughs> I remember we had a really interesting conversation about like, how can you be poor and you have Tim's, right? Real talk. <laughs> Real talk. That does sound like a failure of <laughs> culture exposure in that case to me. I mean, if, right. Yeah. And, and some of it was what I do recognize that she was getting towards is this trope right. that a lot of communities have right. as to like, if black people are really that poor. That's right. Da, 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 Why da, da. is your hair always done? Correct. Why are your nails that long? Right. Why do you blah, blah, blah. Exactly. exactly. And so... I think that um, when, when when we talk about where's the responsibility, I don't all lives matter this. I don't think that it's like all of us should be right. educating each other about dot, dot, dot. Like miss me with that. But I do think that over the, where the conversation needs to lie is the fact that you know, as I like to say, the reward for equity is more equity. That's true. There is no destination there in a colonized no. structure where it's all about, I got to do X, Y, and Z, and then I've got to achieve this. And, mm -hmm. I, and therefore I am the master. I mean, we literally have degrees called masters right. that you were supposed to know it all. Equity, I don't think is about knowing it all, mm -hmm. but I do think it does require certain foundations. Yeah. And we've talked about this, like yes. certain standards of like, if you're going to move forward and Correct. say you do this work, right. there is a heightened responsibility exactly. that you know certain things. Exactly. So I don't know if it's about the space, but I do think for those that do hold that E, whether they hold other letters of the I, the B, the right. D, the whatever, the <laughs> if yes. you hold that E and to an extent that J, yeah. I do think that you are responsible right. for a level of knowledge that could be beyond your own experience. And that also means for me as an equity practitioner, learning about other cultures That's and right. how the laws have impacted them right. is also important, right? right? So that I'm not also in a space of ignorantly trying to apply my experience exactly. to their experience. I do think that um, the thing that you're calling out that I think is really valuable is that equity isn't just about what you have seen. It's also right. about what you're willing to expose yourself to. Correct. So that you're able to kind of to get back to my question, educate. Yeah. Because I don't I don't know. And when I when I wrote this question, I thought about it like to use your words, in a perfect world, if everyone learned about equity, where would it happen? And I couldn't figure that out. Right. And I think that the reason for that is because of exactly what you described, that we learn how to people with each other mm -hmm. and what equity requires is us to people with each other. And I and and in addition to that, I'm also want to push that if and when I have children or they they have children um, or future generations imagine equity that it's not where we're at today. Correct. Right. So I think that there is also something about equity being the space of living what was once imagined, living mm -hmm. abundance, living yes. living liberation. The problem I have with a lot of the equity work right now is it doesn't imagine us free. It does not. It doesn't even see freedom as imminent. No. Or and, requirement. Or a requirement, mm -hmm. which still then separates us from the birthright of freedom as right. human beings. Right. right. And so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right that I also don't want to necessarily center just the oppression and the pain yes. of marginalization. Um, I, I would love for there to be to be the balance of even if you don't know enough, because, you know, people are supposed to be free, then what needs to change? Exactly. And if you see that people aren't free, then what is your lane? What is your role to 
like in this world, yeah. in this space, and then leave it alone, right? Yeah. Like you ain't got to speak to nobody, you ain't got to teach nobody. Right. You know, you could cuss a little bit, you could be a little rough around the edges. <laughs> exactly. We, we do a lot. You know, Always. you know, I'm holding back. The fact that I haven't said a curse word <laughs> right now is actually not my authentic self. Well, I want but you to be your authentic self. I understand that you got big clients. You know what I mean? That that means And so. they all know that I'm human and they have probably heard me curse. Correct. <laughs> so <laughs> Mm -hmm. I almost cursed just now. Okay. I'm stop. It's okay. You're here with me on this couch. It's so great. You made me think about, um, you know, just as you were kind of going through that, like I, I had this moment where I was like, we have the privilege of being able to joke about and play around about a thing that people struggle to understand. And that in and of itself is a privilege. But also like as I was playing around in my brain with us laughing at the things that we have been laughing at here, but also in the past. What also ran through my mind was like, what's happening with equity to your point about freedom mm -hmm. is that we're having conversations about equity within structures. And to a degree, I am a participant in that and have to be to get the mm -hmm. conversation going, mm -hmm. which is part of the reason why it's sort of funny because we're not actually at mm -hmm. equity at that point, right? Mm -hmm. But we have to introduce it mm -hmm. somewhere. So mm -hmm. in this capitalistic mm -hmm. building, mm -hmm. company, school, et cetera, mm -hmm. here is how equity shows up, is mm -hmm. how we have the dialogue. But I think when you introduce the concept of freedom, the thing that ran across my mind is I have a lot of conversations with um, some important people in my life about AI and how AI is going to change the world. It's gonna take jobs and it's gonna do this. And I ask the question, what happens if AI could do all the jobs? Like what if we could free ourselves from work with AI, right? Like, mm. And I thought about that as we were talking about equity and I think it led me to the point of that we partially can't get to real true equity discussions because we cannot fathom the freedom from work. Oh, Sorry, <laughs> I was trying not to make this like, <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't, you, I don't know if you should have brought AI into this. And I say, I say AI like that because when Common, remember when Common used to do yes. his commercials and he used to say AI, yes. it was just so yes. strong. Yes. It's like he didn't think we were going to understand those two letters. So you say AI. Um, so, but, but the work piece, absolutely. Yes. I feel like we could dive into this work. So, so as you know, like with this space of like pink cornrows, and the two areas that I mentioned, research and law, and right. that's how I came into that space. But the right. other lane was really like the parts of the lived experiences, even in consulting work, even in policy work, even in black spaces that I didn't realize I was probably low key, like high key ashamed of. Yes. Even though it was my fuel. Right. Right. Um, my mom came to this country with what would be considered a sixth grade education. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, was basically told all her life that the only thing you were qualified to do was clean toilets and right. change beds. Right. In fact, cleaning to toilets was the start. Changing beds was an elevation. A level, a level right? Up, right. Then when she got into the kitchen, that was an elevation. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and now, you know, she's a nurse now. But even seeing that struggle um, and constantly telling myself, I don't want to be my mom. Right. Right. Because you are not you you a child knows enough to know what's not free right exactly and that, that wasn't free right and um but when i think of all the different ways that the quote unquote you know 
Now I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna get some people upset. I'm looking. <laughs> I don't know where the camera is. It's you. Is it you? Is it you? you? It's you. <laughs> um, but then the issue of like being the '80s kids and black excellence is that like I also always knew as a creative that wow that doesn't fit for me either. Right. But guess what? It's almost like you know the Huxtables are saying it. My parents are saying it. Yes. And I, I it's just me and my little brush. And I'm <laughs> trying to tell y'all I'm the next Picasso. Right. And everybody's like, you better get out of here. And so what do you do? You fall, you fall in line. Yeah. I think what we don't talk about with equity is not all the like, it's, it's, we know this, it's not all the anti-CRT stuff. No. It's not Mm-mm. all the, the ways that even, um, we are, you know, stressed out in almost every space that we're in from healthcare to the workplace to education. Right. Those things are are actual and factual. But if we really stop to think about all the times we miss inequity mm-hmm. and that those are actually like just called Monday. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or the day. Right. Then it's like, oh, snap. And that's like, what I'm saying. Like freedom from that. Th- that's hard. That's hard to imagine. It's, it's, it's daunting. And I get why people are like, this is why I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. work. I get it. Right. I don't, I am not one of those people that are like, I'm running out and I'm marching. So you got to march. And if you don't march, you ain't dot, dot, dot. I'm not one of those people, but I do think that there's a part of me that's like, I do march out of the recognition that there are so many other times I should have. Right. And there are so many times when so many should have. Right. And as long as I, when it's unconscious, it's one thing, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the consciousness, what do you do? So I'm, I think when it comes to work, work is a very interesting dialogue as being, being black, being femme, um, and, you know, colorism, all the other things, all the, all the other intersections that people hold, like the labor conversation, um, as it relates to, to equity is one that I think is just very hard mm-hmm. for us to to hold collectively as a community yeah. because I do think there's some intra community ways we speak yeah. to each other about like what success looks like or and again success is not it's not the it's not the excellence of black excellence that I have an issue with it is the fact that for for far too many in my opinion and my mm-hmm. opinion is my opinion it is a very small yes. It is an exclusive of who we are. It's even a small image of what excellence really, Really, truly truly is. Yes, I agree. But it also, in many ways, has been carved in the imagination of Mm non-Black people. That's right. So that is also a standard. It's the standard, yeah. Some of them think they're actually helping us. Correct. When it's like, actually, I don't want to work that hard. That's I don't want to actually be that great. Right. Right? And not that version. And not that version of greatness. Yes. Right? A lot of my works, when I used to paint, I used to struggle with, why is it that it's hard for me to sell my work Mm -hmm. and it's because i just never saw for me art as being connected to monetary gain and that's not to say that selling work isn't important it's to say that i just never got to the place of like wanting that type of achievement or success connected to my work Mm -hmm. right the flip side is i also felt like my labor should be appreciated right so i think that there's always this struggle one of the things i we've had some conversations about this there are times when privilege and equity do this 
for us personally, mm-hmm. okay? Or this. Or, or this. <laughs> or this. And as people who are committed to teaching this and mm-hmm. talking about it and highlighting it and elevating the importance of it and all the things that we do to mm-hmm. bring equity into the spaces that we inhabit and into the lives of those that we are in community with. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate the moments when the privilege and the equity go mm-hmm. like this? I love this question. Because I know, I know I think you do. My specialty, my one of my favorite lines in Kendrick Lamar's um, We Gonna Be All Right is really just right at the beginning. Like, I'm fucked up, you fucked up. But if whoever you worship or don't worship got us, then we gonna be all right. Like, I think that the entry point into doing this work mm-hmm. is like understanding mm-hmm. the fuckery. Yes. But the funniness of the fuckery of humanity, right? right? Like, we actually try to fix shit. And I just want us to pause <laughs> to on that for a second. Like, we actually believe we can fix a thing. Mm-hmm. And in a binary world, that means that we feel like there's only one way to fix it. And I'm only laughing because as we've had this intimate conversation so many times, like binary thinking is so funny. As somebody who used to code and just thought of like, you know, one, 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 zero, (laughs) zero, zero, one, one, zero, zero, one, one. Like when you think about like what binary really means, Mm -hmm. that means that if like nobody thought beyond like, Oregon Trail Correct. or Atari, yes. we wouldn't have like Sonic. Right. Or we wouldn't have <laughs> like CGI. Exactly. And like Little Nas X wouldn't be able to turn into like we a devil down YouTube, a pole. Right? We wouldn't have certain things, right? And so I feel like at some point in time, it's it's gotta be the mess ups that give yes. people permission to do like better right but on a more serious level like i think this is why so many of us have moved away from this kind of expert space to like practitioner it's just it just frees me up it frees me up so much more because practicing equity is very different in my opinion than being an expert i agree for me i agree and i and i don't want to take away from the fact that like i know a lot of shit right so you know i don't we don't let nobody that's fact fuck with knowledge right but at the same token to practice that knowledge yes is where in in this environment in this environment environment when did you want to listen so i mean and this is why we do we we do we have choices and to a degree because we are so far from what equitable really looks like a lot of times those choices are good ones to make for the long haul so it makes me think about when i used to work at walmart when when i used to work at walmart um there was this remark that they would say about how when they used to print out the numbers Mm -hmm. um they would print it out all the way to the penny and someone said Mm -hmm. well you know how much paper we would save if we didn't print the penny so we'll just keep the whole numbers and sam walton was like uh no the pennies matter i Mm -hmm. need to know what the pennies are right and so you know they had to go back to printing the pennies Mm -hmm. because the idea was like i need to be able to pay attention to all the details because it helps me to make the better decision and i think there are times where the privilege I have right. gives me an opportunity to open a door that's going to create equity elsewhere. Right. So I am leaning into sort of an inequity 
Mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. create equity. Mm-hmm. I have the benefit of being able to create this podcast situation so we can talk about this. Right. Right. That in and of itself is immense privilege. Of right. Course. Costs money, all kinds of time. Right. All of that. Right. Folks coming across the world to come sit with me and talk to me so that we can have a podcast. Mm-hmm. And there is inequity infinitely in just that. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. point, the goal, the objective, the meat behind it is in service of. Yeah. And so I think it's worth especially because we've done this before and we call each other out on it in our own ways around, yes, that's inequitable, but I still know and I am practicing awareness and I am trying to still do the part that I am responsible for in bringing equity to life. I think so. And one of the things that even as you were talking, you were talking about, you know, I'm bringing all these people together and the 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 privilege of mm-hmm. bringing your resources to do something in service of other people. And as you're talking, I'm like, we could call it privilege. Yes. We could call it a pretty dope fucking human being <laughs> uh, because because and this is the reason why. Right. Like we very rarely create good things from nothing Facts. right like we like everything is almost like that's why I want to really lean into like the term choices right equity is a choice yes. tell people all the time you ain't actually got to do this that's right it's right? a choice you don't have it's to do this it's a choice I would like people to make it's a choice I would like people to make but also choice. if you're messed up in it I yes. would actually love for you, you to not, not to be the model exactly. because we are also responsible for the way we model right. this thing right that's true and so you could you could do a podcast on like the dopeness of being from Detroit I you could do a podcast on like wow I mean look at this hair right. stunning all the time you could do a podcast <laughs> that serves Amber I it could. is a choice right. you could even do a podcast that is about how dope your hair is through win the word equity <laughs> so now you can hit across different platform That's streams right. and right. you get SEO. money because <laughs> right right because all the people that people are saying that like are leading in this work sometimes we listen i'm like i don't really see the equity, but, I, but the but it's shiny mm-hmm. so i say all that to say that like there are so many choices when people attack black folk brown folk Mm -hmm. immigrant folk disabled folk for doing what they do and at times doing it wrong i'm Mm -hmm. like but do you recognize that we have a choice to not do this at all that's right it is not easy to do this work that's right i don't have to do this work and i also don't necessarily need to do it perfect right 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 and that to me i think what you were getting to Mm -hmm. is that when equity and privilege rub i do think that when equity and privilege rub as a marginalized person yes i don't know it's almost like i'm not saying that the marginalized erases the privilege i'm saying i got a choice right and this is still an investment of my time exactly so like kudos for you creating a space um called guilty privilege but i also don't want to take away from the fact that or or have anyone that's even watching this or you make the assumption that you are living in immense privilege right. and therefore right. you're doing this as a form of charity. That's not no, what's happening. Not at all. You have choices and exactly. you're making the choice to use your privilege right. um, or to use your time, however you use the word, because time is a privilege. Exactly. So in some ways, it's like you're using your time that could actually be for you, which would be the privilege. Mm-hmm. And you're not right. actually using it as privilege. Exactly. You don't benefit right. in the ways that if it was solely about you, you right. could benefit from, exactly. right? So exactly. I always, always hope that people look at the sum total of what people are doing, 
even when they're making contradictions, yeah. even when they're messing yes. up, right? Because, you know, and now you're about to make me tell myself, I, I it, <laughs> it will come out at some point that during Super Bowl, um, my protest had been broken a little bit <laughs> because the Philadelphia Eagles were in, you know, the championship and I had missed them win the championship the first time. So I thought this was the right time. But also Rihanna was performing. And so Rihanna <laughs> was going to be my reason, like everybody else, as to why I was going to break my protest. My, I didn't need Rihanna. I mean, I love Rihanna and I, and I would do it again just for Rihanna based on what I saw. But what did I do? Because I called you. I spoke to you right afterwards. Mm -hmm. I saw I saw them say and mention all these amazing indigenous communities that were going to be yes. a part of this ceremony. And they mentioned this man was going to come out there and sign in native sign language. America the beautiful and I was yes. I was living yes. I was on the LinkedIn like, what do like, you mean this, this inequity and all this going on but how the hell would I have known about the inequity if, if my ass was watching, watching the Super Bowl <laughs> it took me the end of the Super Bowl to be like god damn I'm fucked up right <laughs> I am really messed up. But, but I love this. <laughs> I love this conversation because I think I think the thing that most people need that we have <laughs> is we see it. We yeah. see it. And so we can at the very least go, oh. How many times do we call each other about Dave Chappelle? Listen. How many times do we call listen, each other about Dave Chappelle was a long series of chats. Because he wouldn't stop. He would not stop. But and so we had to have the talks, right? So like that that's exactly right that's exactly it so okay so but listen. again some total right there's like it's there's a, some, the whole point yes. is like you can't you are not gonna be able to assess somebody from a training you're not gonna be able to assess somebody from a social media post and that doesn't mean that we're subject to no critique right the critique is warranted right right um and i do think that especially as we're talking about creating again standards and opportunities for us to have a little bit of a shared understanding of what equity is, then that also means I'm putting myself on the on the gauntlet too, yes. right? Hold hold, hold me, me accountable, accountable. Yes. but also recognize that it has to be through love right. because I've also gone through enough exactly. to to earn what I'm doing. Exactly. Right. The good and the bad. The good and the bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So we are going to make this conversation less than an hour. That is not a thing that we do. Okay. But we're gonna manage to get there. We're going to get there. Okay. So I do have a question um, with awareness that we never really have short conversations. And we always say <laughs> that we're going to have a podcast together. And we always make a point of saying what we think we're going to talk about on that podcast. So we have a long list of things. And so. But it's your you podcast. And are, we're doing it. But, right. But you are a guest. And since we have talked so much about that, is there a thing in this conversation that you would love for us to touch on before we wrap up? Um, because we talk about some good stuff. I was like, I have to ask her. <laughs> Is there something? Is that the special? Is that the? Mm -mm, I have a surprise. Oh, you question have a surprise at the end. question. Mm -hmm. Well, can we can we talk about that? The reason why? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about this? Is a normal voice that we I have <laughs> that I use when I'm excited. Can we talk about how part of the reason why we wanted to have a podcast not that deep is because we're there's so many similarities, but the way the world would look and That's treat it. us That's it. in spaces That's it. would That's be it. literally to it. be about the divide, right? Colorism. Is is a colorism featureism. Featureism is a thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's not enough spaces. It's not that there aren't like spaces of sisterhood because we all exist in, in our everyday lives. Right. Um, and I also think that 
and and you and I have talked about this that even in spaces not just with black folk black you know brown folk um Asian or Asian American comrades right. what have you that there's this like fear to really talk this is a form of privilege yes. that within communities of color within those blessed by you know kissed by the sun we're so afraid to kind of just like dissect and 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 break it down and here's the thing i'm not talking about breaking us down no, because no, no. i think there's a way yes. where it can you know it could come yes you know and there have been times when i've been on the not so privileged side mm -hmm. of being the person that you know before i even speak their assumptions made and then depending on somebody's definition of beauty i'll be on the other side right, right? and and that's something that i think we are not as honest about how many decisions are actually made Absolutely. before we open our mouths. And I think there has to be some integrity on both sides. I think I need to hear from people who are having the experience that you're having, and I have to be able to process that and say, okay, wait, so I have this privilege? Let me figure out how to open this door. I have mm -hmm. to be willing to admit that and still also be willing to lean into my sisterhood and still also mm -hmm. be willing to engage in meaningful dialogue that still connect to the community. And I, I think that's, that's why people are afraid. I think people don't mm. think it's possible to be both. Mm. I can both be a black girl from Detroit and right. also be light skinned with curly hair and light eyes and you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And then that has opened doors for me mm -hmm. and doors that you have not had opened for you for that reason. And then the flip side is like, I also don't necessarily expect you to do anything. Correct. I think that the it's, it's a very, keep the enemy the enemy. That's it. That's, that's, that's like- it. I'm not the enemy. <laughs> me, I'm not the enemy, right, right? right? And I think that's the other thing is that people yeah. don't realize that mm -mm. the individual carrying the stuff Listen. isn't the enemy. You are not my enemy. No. I am not your enemy, but I do think that we attach those things to the people. I think so. And and I want to also recognize that in a voyeuristic society yes. that continues to determine, you, both you and I are in spaces sometimes that overlap, sometimes yep. that don't. But in these industries, mm -hmm. being very clear yes. about how they pick and choose who Absolutely. they want to be in certain spaces, right? And the labor that it takes for... Um, individuals that have other intersectionalities that That's you and right. I don't even That's share. Right. Yes. The, the, the getting back to that work conversation, the more labor that they have to show just to show that they're qualified exactly. or the more labor that they have to show because they are not seen as a yep. certain type and of, it could be accent. It could be anything. It could be anything. It could be, be anything. Yes, absolutely. It could be anything, but I do think it's really important for, and this is just my bias, um, for black femme folk, uh, black queer folk, black non-binary folk, disabled mm -hmm. folk to lead this conversation. I agree. Because I do think this is where experience of the impact of especially the labor. Yes. I don't ever want to misspeak for somebody that actually has to work harder Correct. to get whatever it is that Correct. I have. Exactly. Right. I want there to be more spaces Agreed. for for that to 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 occur. And so it, not to feel like criticism. Exactly. But it's feedback. And we need it. And this is why, you know, when you talk about guilty privilege, I mean, one privilege that I, there was a point during the movement, um, and I would not say that I was not one of those individuals, but I had, I had been on like the CNNs, the MSNBCs, the what have you. And then I just started saying no. Right. Like before I think it was even a conversation of like, turn down your plate. I just started saying no, because I was just like, first of all, I built such a strong relationship with so many of the family members of those that people are 
you know, using their names as saying we march for this person oh, and yeah. we do this work for this person. Right. And I'm like, do you even know the state of where that family is? is? Do you know yeah. what they're going through on a day to day basis? We don't have a fund or any like to, so no, but then also recognizing that there are countless unnamed individuals to this day mm -hmm. that have done the work that, you know, took the risk to pretty much almost lose their families, their livelihoods to spark what is now in many ways, this heart and center of what people are calling this DNI work, yeah. getting paid checks and getting paid for this stuff. They don't even know the names of a single organizer on the ground. And, and half of them will even talk shit about organizers exactly. if they're really honest about it because they think they do too right. much or they ask what they're asking for. Exactly. It's just unrealistic, but you yes. getting paid off of their shit, whether exactly. you know it or not. Exactly. So for me, the privilege that I have is like sh sure invite me right invite me you'd be surprised what come out of my mouth or yes. i'm gonna say no right. because there are other and i'm gonna give you a list of the people that you sh should right. actually be reaching right. out to um either way when people are like well you deserve you know your livelihood is you know connected to that i always say to folks like it was never my ministry mm. to fight every goddamn day it's and not. that that's how i get compensated exactly. i have skills i have talent i have other things that i'd rather like to get paid for mm -hmm. if i learn the flute watch out lizzo <laughs> i got other shit i would like to do i do not want to go down saying that like fighting for my liberation right or is the reason why i gotta hoard every exactly. you know experience or or if it's, it's or, the reason why you have profited like that doesn't right. feel good it doesn't feel yeah. good like forever right. like I, i'm right. and i'm not talking about the compensation for the labor right. that people right. have right. put in exactly but the reason why we're having this conversation around why like something so so big but but in some ways so simple but not easy like the colorism and the featureism yes. is so important ableism is because those things tie into the people that actually do get do called get, yes. to get paid exactly. do get put in positions exactly. do get the promotion so we have exactly. to talk and about it and i need it. to talk about it so that we can have some different decisions made you have something really amazing coming i'd like for you to tell us about it it's so weird it, i feel like if i was 20 i'd be like oh my god i have a book coming out i'm fucking 42 that's I okay a, there's a book coming out yes right? I got a book. It's called. Um, it's called the Equity Mindset. Yes. And the subtitle is really important, but it changed. It changed. Um, I think we're. I don't know. By the time this come out, it may still be reflections through um, journeys, practices, and experiences. And and the reason why it changed in the subtitle is, as you know, I suffer from long COVID, mm -hmm. and it was very hard to to write. I have other disabilities. Yes. But. This was a new disability and I don't have a problem sharing with you because you were one of the people mm -hmm. when I was like, I'm just not going to do this, yeah. that you were you just said very beautifully and simply um, you've managed other disabilities before. This is a new disability. Mm -hmm. Figure out how to manage this. That's one, right. Right. Because um, we need you. I appreciate it. And like, listen, my mama and anybody who contributed is going to definitely pick up the book, right? Like, I am very <laughs> honest about like a book. Yes. It's like a toolkit, right? Yeah. Like, people get tired to read my toolkit, right? So <laughs> I'm not here. I, I actually had somebody get upset at me just last week because they were like, what's your goal with this book? No, no, no. That's what I was asked. No. And because... I did not say I, I wanted to be a bestseller. They were like, but you know, when we worked with this person, oh. we pushed out um, 
you know, 50,000 and we went on a poll. Because everything in Atlanta, is a commodity. Right. Like, and we were before, before the first week. And that's how this person mm. became a bestseller. And I said, I am always going to celebrate. I am a person of faith. So I'm always going to celebrate when other people are celebrating. It does not hurt me when people are celebrating. But when I tell you that I feel like I've already accomplished whatever needs to be accomplished, it's already done. Yeah. Long COVID, when I think about... When I think about the lies of this pandemic, mm -hmm. and I think about the fact that, again, I'm a sucker for science. So if we were the most disproportionately impacted mm -hmm. by this pandemic, that means we're the dis most disproportionately impacted, most now. likely by long COVID. Right. And so many people don't know what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. So many people don't understand why can't I put a sentence together? Why is this paragraph not sounding like me? Right. And that was me for for my, two weeks after I signed this publishing yeah. contract. I get COVID and, you know, COVID was one thing, but long COVID is so different. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to share with folks like I have this type of a disability. So for me, I think the book and and I'm so proud to say that like I'm I'm getting better but the equity mindset for me two things the first was like I heard you speak in another conversation about like equity is definitely one of those things with like a bottle of bubbly I could probably do in my sleep so I had to trust that like I know enough right mm -hmm. And, and as you know, my work is about like, I really do think that any and everybody can mm -hmm. come into equity. Like you have, you have a lane, you have a purpose. So I had to believe for myself, like I was writing that shit for myself. Yeah. Like you have enough. Always you should write the book for right? yourself. Like what do I need to remind myself when all this, like what are the basics of yeah. like, what do people need? But the mindset part is like, it, there really is this like, what does a person gain? Like so what if you get the whole world, but what happens if you lose your mind? Right. And I was not going to let that illness take my mind. Mm -hmm. It just couldn't have it. So I just, through your encouragement, I just had to think differently. Yeah. And if I needed to lean on other folks to encourage or to support, um, I did that. You were one of those people. Yeah. Um, and it felt like a definitely a different version of what quote unquote iffy would have shared yeah. all my little insights, all my little iffyisms, iffy also <laughs> got shit to say. I got and then it was just like if he only got like two things to say. And then my mama got something to say. Yeah. Shout out to my mom. My mom does the forward to right. my book. I love that. Um and like thanked me. Um she has this one part in the book or in her forward where or when she was done and she was like um Basically, basically saying like the fact that my daughter would think I'm worthy enough to do yes. this. And I, I just was like, what? Like, you're the reason. But it really made me pause to recognize that like, you know, I always knew this was not something, you know, I want all the folks to pick it up, but I don't do this work for the white folks. Yeah. Um, I do this for people that are really, really interested in being like, chain, like disrupting however flawed they are. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that necessarily comes across in the name, the subtitle, That's not, the colors. None of that. We've you talked know, about but, this. But it doesn't matter because yeah. people go to bars. I'm a Barnes and Noble whore. Right. So you I go, pick it up. I pick things up for that's colors right. exactly. and I pick things up for exactly. like, oh, that's me. Right. That's, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Based and that's on gonna happen. three sentences. But I do want people to know that 
it's really, it was written, and I don't really talk about it, but it was really written by somebody who thought they lost their mind. And it was written by somebody with a disability, and we're talking about equity. That is key. When is it coming out? It is supposed to come out in September. Okay. In the, in the fall. <laughs> in the we're fall. We're expecting it in the fall. So my surprise question. Mm-hmm. We've talked about privilege. Mm -hmm. We've talked about, you know, the podcast is called Guilty Privilege mm -hmm. with the intention of highlighting that our intention is to use our privilege for something impactful, mm -hmm. right? And highlighting that through these conversations. What I want to know from you is what is one privilege that you refuse to feel guilty about? I refuse to feel guilty about, about my my heritage and my culture. Mm. I think that's been very hard. Mm -hmm. um, because it's, as, as you know, I, I grew up as a black girl. Right. Um, I, I fight and have fought folks who within my parents' culture and my parents' community, that have tried to make distinctions as to how we're different yeah. than or how they're different from other folks. And that never made sense to me mm -hmm. because it wasn't like anything from my parents' culture took us out the hood or, you know, had us go into right. if, any, if anything, if my survival an skills. Right. And <laughs> yeah. my survival skills came from like, right. you know what I mean? Shout out to Tamika. Right. Kim, wow. <laughs> like my survival <laughs> skills came from what I was around. But I do think that there can get to I, there was definitely a part where I thought um, that the 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 Africanness, the Nigerianness, the what have you, the 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 chasm, the, that ocean was just like making folks on the continent so delusional of like who we were, and mm -hmm. really started to get me to like really resent that. Yeah, and then I think the movement allowed for me to go deeper into the ways and, and the privilege of traveling allow me to see how play people and other, how we're also misinformed here as well as yes. to how people are also fighting on our behalf. Like people are aware and people are, you know, learning from uh, multi-generational Africans with an enslaved, you know, uh, the history of enslavement. Um, they are crediting, you know, folks here for the way they're doing movements. And so, and I'm proud of that. And mm -hmm. so I think that the culture and the heritage that I ascribe to is black yeah. because it's not, it's not even just, it's yes, it's African, mm -hmm. but it is black right. and we are black every, it's no joke that we are black everywhere right. and we're just trying to figure it out. And, and in a lot of ways we have adopted other people's imagination of who we are. Mm -hmm. We are not more pure. Cause we are from, you know, that we are Nigerian mm -hmm. or, you know, South African or whatever. That does not make one pure right. black. That doesn't, what does right. that, what does that mean? Right? <laughs> right. But that also means that there are, there's a reason why the traditions, the heritage of all of our cultures, somebody worked really, a community cultures, colonies worked really hard to strip that away mm -hmm. and, and understanding like why or recognizing that it has to be important. If you're trying to kill it that bad, it has to be that great. Right. Is is a privilege that I'm 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 glad that I grew to appreciate better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you so much for your time, friend. Thank you. This was great. <sighs> Thank you.